WandaVision episode six, all new Halloween spectacular. Wow, what a show, huh? Yeah, it was it was all right. This has been the episode I think we've been wa- waiting for since the concept of the show. We've been seeing her in the costume, Vision in his uh, in his costume, the, the kids trick or treating. You know, there's a lot of um, they 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 advertise the heck out of this episode for the uh, promos. Yes, they did. And I want to start off with the beginning of the show. Did you like the whole Malcolm in the Middle thing that they were going for? I really enjoyed that. Did you listen to some of the lyrics that were said in that thing? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Things was, being an illusion. Like the, yes. yes. And, and to keep the show going or, or yeah. just let's keep this going. I did like it. You know, I grew up watching Malcolm in the Middle, and it's one of the shows that, uh, that I found funny. And so seeing that intro was, was kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, and Pietro kind of taking on the role of the older brother right. was kind of cool. And then we finally get to see uh, the the twins. They're now in their costumes, right? I mean, pretty yes. much in their costumes. Wiccan, and then what was the uh, what's the other one's name? Speed. Yeah, and Speed. That was kind of cool. I mean, it was right off the get go. They they're kind of already dressed that way. I like it how they're not making us wait for this. And in this episode, we got to see uh, a throwback to their comic book costumes which is really really neat you know and even pietro as quicksilver with his wind-blown hair and everything it's just like is that is that a comic thing yeah Uh, i I keep hearing that that was a comic thing yes that that was his costume in the comic books and i like the way they explained it too and one of the the twins says to his mom mom what are you supposed to be she's all I'm a Sokovian fortune teller, you know, which is uh, very, very clever. And I then, actually uh, heard I actually heard that somebody was saying that they feel this is the origin episode for Scarlet Witch. And I couldn't help but think that. I'm, I'm like, you know what? That kind of makes sense if you really kind of think about what happens in this episode. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of theories behind it. But yeah, you know, all things considered, Westview looks like a nice place to live. If I if I wasn't mind controlled and if I if I wasn't you know held there against my will, it just seems like a nice neighborhood. The whole town gets out, and uh, we finally see kids in this episode. But everybody's trick or treating. The town seems nice. The neighbor seems nice. It's a clean area. You know, you would never guess that it was in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, but then I have to tell you, it does look like it's a nice place until you see this lady stringing up this thing automatically and a teardrop coming down and that just kind of reminds you that where where you're at and it touches base on what scarlet witch kind of talked about how she is in control of everything and i think she mentioned this last week in in the episode where she's talking about getting people to dentists on time she's doing all of this stuff but on the fringes she's forgetting about those people that she's doing things to and they're they're basically stuck and they're frozen in time. Yeah, so there was a lot to unpack in this episode. You know, Pietro really kind of starts interviewing his sister and then vice versa. She's kind of interviewing him too. They're kind of filling each other out. They're not really sure who's on the up and up here. And he's asking a lot of the questions that the fans are wondering. Like, hey, where have all these kids been this whole time? What happened to your accent? How are you doing all this? You know, and I, I, I kind of like that. She never really answers any of them, but then he never answers any of the questions she is, she's asking him either. How come you're here? You know, where were you? You know, where's your accent? And I got to ask you, do you trust Pietro? 
Uh, yeah. I, well, there, there's, there's a point in there where she just asks him uh, a question dead on, and he's actually living the MCU version of Quicksilver. He remembers being shot. He remembers being uh, dying, and then all of a sudden coming back too. So, you know, that was kind of a little uh, odd. But let, let me ask you this, because this is where I started questioning a little bit here. He seems to know about events that happened after he died in, in the MCU. Like, you can't kill your husband twice. How does he even know that he's dead? You know, you know? and then uh, Wanda, you know, we want to talk about some kind of like trauma. She's already seen Vision, you know, a dead version of Vision and now a dead version of Pietro. You know, when she kind of gets, you know, a little flustered a little bit. One of the things that I'm uh, really kind of curious about is like there is some kind of control going on there. And yes. it, to me, it seems like douchebag may be more in control of this area than uh, we maybe thought in the past. He, why is he tracking vision this whole entire time? You know, he's got all of this encrypted stuff that's surrounding the hex. Uh, and it just seems to me he he's playing a bigger role in this whole thing than we even uh, are realizing. Uh, maybe this is an experiment he has tried and it's getting out of control because Wanda's now in control of everything. So I don't know. It just it's, he seems to be playing a bigger role in this than um, than we know right now. Well. I agree with you. I think he he is playing a bigger role than than what we're than what we realize at the moment. But the fact that Vision has a tracker on him is not hard for me to believe because they've already mentioned his tracker uh, in the MCU, and he had the ability to turn it off and on. Sometimes that's how Tony lost another Superbot, you know, because <laughs> Vision would turn off his tracker every now and then. But if he already had it on him, and they had control of his body before Wanda came and took him. I mean, it just seems like logical that they were that they would be able to turn it on. Didn't they mention that they were just tracking his vibranium? Because obviously yes. that would be a unique signature, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it still doesn't play right with me. It, it, it seems like, I don't know. It, it, the thing is now, is he alive? Is he not? Is he uh, a product of the Hex? And Because uh, we see him trying to attempt to leave, and then what happens? He starts falling apart. So, right. uh, you know, what is he? Uh, that's the point I, I'm at right now. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, is he alive? Is he not? Is he something that is created through Wanda that is now kind of taking on its own kind of stream of consciousness? Uh, what? I mean, do you have any kind of insight on that comic-wise as far as that goes, Brian? No, but I mean, just, just theory-wise, I mean, I think inside the Hex, he's able, you know, that's where Wanda's power is. Uh, she's containing it to the Hex. And while he's in there, you know, he's able to be animated, be alive, you know, kind of have free will to a point. And, you know, once you leave that Hex, then then she's not extending her power any further. So you just you just drop like a like a puppet with the strings cut off and they even mention in the show that you know being exposed uh, through that Wanda's power you know kind of changes you a little bit you know we we learned that through with yes, Monica Rambeau they, oh i i <laughs> you got something there there no there was a huge moment there that they totally just did no, not even back to that no yeah uh, yeah they're going to come back to that but again, 
What is change in cells usually? What does that mean? That means a mutation. Correct. And they stayed <laughs> away from Ooh, that. Exactly. No they stayed away from that completely. Wait they said, oh, her, <laughs> her cells are changing. And I'm like, you bastards right there. Right then and there, you could have said something about mutations. But, but no. Does that mutation go into effect for everybody in the town? No. Well, it, it goes through Monica because she's been in and out two or three times. Right. Monica so will have a different, different ability. But everybody else has long-term exposure to Wanda's powers, I guess. So and could she be creating the mutants? There you go. Right? Maybe. Yeah. That's a theory. And maybe even with the kids, you know? Maybe the kids yeah. are the very first mutants. And like you said In before, the MCU. Is this the creation of Scarlet Witch? Maybe they dub her as that because of the costume. Uh, but I but I digress. Okay. There was one quote in here that made me think, oh, we're now going to bring Mephesto back in this. It's oh, when Pietro calls him. Everybody yeah, scream. Well, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Trying to avoid that when, word. <laughs> I know, I know. But but uh, you can't. When, when, I know. Quicksilver, when Quicksilver says something to the effect in the, uh, the town square about calling the kids Hellspawn, I've only known why he's calling them Hellspawn because of you. So therein lies this kind of thing where maybe she is making a deal with the devil. It's funny how all of these things are kind of coming back to life that are dead. It, it, it seems very Faustian where you're making this deal with the devil and it's not always what you want it to be. Hence why she keeps seeing vision dead. And then she's, oh, well, she saw him once dead. And then also with her brother, she sees him dead as well. So there is another power out there. I agree and I think you. it is. I think it is Mephesto. I think Wanda has the majority influence on this town and where she wants it. But there is somebody else in there causing havoc, either making her, forcing her to extend her power or exhaust it. Or we, we're not, we don't know yet. We don't know what the motive is yet. But I agree with you. There, there's, there's Wanda and another outside force. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's so crazy. This show is just like, uh, it keeps getting better. And you think that uh, it, it, we keep going down the rabbit hole, but at the same time, getting answers to certain things. It's just this very odd thing that I really kind of enjoy. Wayne? A question. There's that one scene where Vision meets up with Agnes. Does that yes. scene change your opinion on her as a character? No. She is completely in on it. And I just find it odd that she is on the outskirts of town when she's normally in town square and you see her lights and that's what draws vision's attention it was a total kind of bait and switch type of a thing she is trying to get him to kind of see another perspective and the odd thing was when when he's talking to her she asks him about the avengers and he has no idea who the avengers are that was like what what was that all about brian any any thoughts on that yeah um it's like a hard drive on your computer that's been wiped clean, you know. <laughs> you know, he only remembers what Wanda wants him to remember. And but uh, like no, he I, said, I don't think so though, because he he is now starting to kind of grow his own conscience. In he this told thing. her that he only remembers Westview, only remembers his time with her in Westview, you know, in in a previous episode. So Wanda only wants him to know that, and that that's basically it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they use Loki's staff? Was that the Mind Stone that they used for Vision? Um, I don't I think, think it so. was because when Loki would touch somebody with his staff, 
he they would put um, that that character in some kind of trance, you know, Hawkeye and stuff. And now when Vision is touching somebody, you know, it kind of takes them out of a trance. So I just found that to be kind of uh, oh, kind it, of was, strange. Huh? it was it was the mind stone. So I, I wow. want to bring up I want to bring up two things. You know, one thought Monica Rambeau says that she's got to meet up with her engineer astro scientist friend that she's been trying to call. And I just want to know if you have any thoughts on who that might be. Um, let me think. I think it might be one of the uh, the, the the scrolls. That's who I'm thinking it might be. I, I'm thinking that, you know, since they're up there, uh, she's waiting an hour and using that kind of stuff in order to um, help her navigate this whole kind of uh, dilemma that she's in. And who knows? Maybe we'll even see Nick Fury come back. Maybe. Wayne, do you have any uh, thoughts on that? When Dan and I were watching it, we were like, oh, snap. Could that be Reed Richards? Yes. Reed Richards. Oh, my gosh. If... We get introduced to Reed Richards in this show. I'm going to lose my mind. It is going to be so cool. Uh, I hope that that happens. I obviously have no idea if that's the direction that they want to go there. But if it were up to me, that's got my vote right there. And I hope that we see the introduction to a Fantastic Four. Well, why do you think that? Because he's brilliant. He's one of the most No, 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 no. But why Why do you think that she's calling him? I mean, do they have any kind of connection? Call? I mean... Well, uh, the, the scroll? Uh-huh. I mean, I, mean, th- I, I don't they know. They could. They could. But right now, she's not that familiar with the scroll because she's been away for five years. She's been... But she was, always, uh, she was also quick to defend them at the very beginning of the season. If you remember correctly, yeah. when she was with, with uh, uh, Director Douchebag, <laughs> she says something about that. Yeah, um... Also early, didn't they also make references to the uh, the team that went dismissing or stuff like that yes, too? Yes, they also yeah. made re- yeah exactly. They made when references they were going through to the uh, the sword oh, base. Yeah, but mm. then why would she be in contact with him if he's still missing? Maybe she's trying to get contact with him. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, there's a I lot of unanswered questions here. So I, I want to talk about this week's commercial. Okay. So in the past commercials that we've seen, it has always been about her trauma, right? Okay. And yep. this this by far was the scariest, most disturbing commercial of them all. <laughs> that poor uh, kid just I, wants a yogurt. He's starving on an island. And to me, you know, if we're going to be following this this trauma theme in these commercials, I'm hearing a lot of theories, but nobody's really kind of touching upon my theory. And I, I think that this is the trauma that she's inflicting on the people of Westview. That's the Ooh. way I took it. Okay. I kind of see them. I kind of see them as uh, she's giving them these these things and they can't really do anything. I keep going back to that haunting scene with the lady and uh, putting up the decorations with the tear coming down. To me, uh, she's now inflicting trauma on everybody inside this this hex, and uh, I'm not really seeing much. Pe- many people talk about that. I'm also hearing that uh, the shark is probably Mephisto again, reaching ah! out to her. I know, you gotta I know. The, you gotta scream every time. That's the word of the day. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she that then that re- is representative of her deal with him. Uh, where she's getting what she wants, but guess what? There's always a catch. There's so always a I don't catch. know. What, what's your kind of take on that? Somebody mentioned this uh, online that I read, and I started looking into it, and it's making more and more sense. This is not my idea, but I really, really like this this theory. 
they're equating the commercials to the Infinity Stones. And each commercial represents a different Infinity Stone. So the first commercial, we had the toaster. And the toaster, the only part of the toaster that was lit up was right in the middle, like Vision's Mind Stone. So the toaster, the mind, and it's in the middle of like a robot, you know, Vision's like a, the toaster itself. The second commercial was the watch, which would represent the time stone. The third commercial was the Hydra Soak, which was in the shape of the Tesseract, was also blue. The fourth commercial was the Lagos, and that drink spilt on the table. It was a red drink that spilt, which was like the, the reality stone, which is in ether form. And then this last commercial with the yogurt, which would be the soul stone, uh, the kid was turning into a skull, like Red Skull, who was the- Who's the, in charge of that. Yeah, who was He's in charge of, of the soul stone. Okay. And uh, wow, that's deep. So then what would next week be? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, because we've already gone through, have we got through all the stones? No, there's, uh, there's what, six stones? So the, there's the power stone, right? Power stone, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, you know, right now we have five. So yeah, we have the power stone still. So we'll see. Wow. Well, that's deep. I, I kind of, I can, I, I can see that. Right. Yeah. Oh I mean, wow, that's wow. Trip out on we'll that. We'll see. Anyhow, so let's uh, let's. Um, did you want to touch on anything else before we kind of uh, call it an episode? Gosh, I am just looking forward to next week's episode. You know, it's it's the last part of the of the series, and uh, we'll see what. What happens now? Things are going to start ramping up. She's she's expanded the town, and we'll see what happens now. There's a lot more <laughs> townies in, in Westview now, so we'll see what happens. And what's going to happen with Darcy? Yeah, I know. What What is going to happen? Does she turn into anybody in, uh, in the comics? Not that I'm aware of, but to be honest, I haven't really looked into it. I loved how they turned all of the like FBI guys into clowns. I thought that was pretty yes. pretty Bring in the clowns. God, what a scary <laughs> town that would be for me. Oh my god. Why you hate clowns? I hate clowns. Oh my gosh. With a really? passion. I have to remember that. I'm gonna have to remember that. With hmm. a passion. This is kind of why I like Batman because he kicks the crap out of a clown all the time. <laughs> Brian, your denometer went up now. Okay. Yeah, your denominator went up. And then uh, I would just encourage everybody that is a fan of our show to show up in clown makeup. <laughs> right, I knew and, you would. Uh, whenever we make our appearances out there, I would just love to hang out with you, talk to you, kind of find out what's going on. And, uh, you know, because I love Brian so much. Yes. I, I just, you know, I want to I want him to get over his fear of clowns. That's true. So maybe we'll so do please. A, a live recording someday and we can all go get a beer together uh, yes yeah, someday someday. <laughs> someday. We're, we're not there yet uh, <laughs> not even by a long shot so anyhow and then one little quick thing that i thought was cool that was very meta was uh the kick-ass quote when uh quicksilver says something about kick-ass uh if anybody knows the two gentlemen that are playing quicksilver in both the mcu and the fox Thing. We're in Kick-Ass, the movie together, which is a Marvel comic, by the way. I did not know that, but it is in their icon imprint. But anyway, before we wrap it up, anything else, Brian, for this week's episode of WandaVision? No, I thought it was great. Can't wait to see the next week's show. Wayne, any other thoughts? No. Here we go. Looking for next week's. All right. So that uh, concludes this episode of the Knowledge Drop. And as always, we will see you on Sunday night for the big show. All right. Take care, have fun, and uh, Brian, take us out. Stay safe. <laughs>